and welcome to episode 33 of The Podding Shed, the podcast of the ChelseaFCblog.com. Joining me to see how many appallingly half-assed dental puns we can crowbar into this week's proceedings are Mark25, who is Mark? Well, at least seven, I'd have thought. I'd, I would hope so. Dr. Bluebio, who is Donal, and currently in mourning, the hard-drinking country legend, legend that is George Jones. Hi, lads. Stay off of them moors. <laughs> and Grocer Jack, who is Toady. Good evening, and well done for that tribute to, um, uh, to George Jones there, by mispronouncing the word legend. He was a legend. Like a true drinker. Half <laughs> oh, of a legend to me. Sorry, I did second, second bottle of Doombar. It's, it's, gonna, it's only going to get worse from here, I'm afraid. I am still um, feeling very sad, but <clears throat> I'll try not you're to. So, you're so drawn. Yes. Right. Given that numerous games have passed since we last committed our thoughts to digital storage, you may find that this particular episode of The Podding Shed doesn't take the most linear approach. But frankly, if you're expecting anything other than directionless, nonsensical rambling, laced with as many dreadful puns as we can fit in, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. We start by considering that the season is drawing to a close. Yes, it's that time of the season when Spurs fans flood the BBC predictor site and realistically predict that they will get the coveted fourth place by winning all of their remaining games 7-0, while Chelsea get beaten by rugby scores and have eight points deducted for allowing Ivanovic to shamelessly flaunt his tasty-looking forearm to Luis Suarez. So, where are we heading this season, next season? The Champions League Holy Land? Or another series of dull Thursday nights in parts of the electronic programme guide that the sun never reaches? Will we get to Amsterdam and sing songs about mice-wearing clogs? And see Frank clinch another trophy with his record two hundred record-breaking 203rd goal? Who knows? Gents, potentially six games to go. A, probably a slightly different place from where we expected to be last May. But, Tony, where do you think we're going to end up? Um, sadly, um, I think we're probably fifth. Yeah, right. Oh, interesting. Uh, and, and I say that simply because um, we've got by far the, the toughest running. Um, I saw enough of Manchester United yesterday to think that they, they're not going to lay down, especially um, I think that will be their first home game since winning the, the, the Premiership one tomorrow, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, other than, I think obviously when they beat Villa, but I think they'll have a you know big crowd there and everything. And um, I just think, you know, when, it comes to that, when you look at that running... Spurs up for it it could come down to that game but um, I think with our uh, erratic form and the, the fact that we've thrown away points against some of the lower teams and the fact that we have Villa to play I'm going to say fifth Ooh. interesting Mark which won't make me popular but you know hey, no, I'm not anyway <laughs> honest honest uh, Mark where do you think we're going to end up um, probably fourth and your reasoning beyond for this uh, we just we always qualify for the Champions League, really. Uh, recent history, so um, Spurs always blow it at the last minute. All in all, I think it won't end up too dismal a season with a trip to Amsterdam. I'm praying for a trip to Amsterdam on the basis I've booked my flights. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then Champions League qualification, if that's something we can all get excited about. So, um, yes, I'm optimistic. It, it'll do us. It'll do yes. us. Um, Donal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm naturally a pessimist, so I, I sort of I've got a foot in Tony's camp, as it were. Um, although I read today that no team has ever finished outside the top four on 65 points, which we've already got. So it's going to be one of those very tough um, if we do fail to do it situations. 
Mm. Um, we have a game in hand on Arsenal, don't we? So mm. it's basically a Spurs game, isn't it? I suppose it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's so we, we have to get something out of that, don't we? Because mm. um, I, I suppose Arsenal. Who have Arsenal got left to play? No one. A couple of pub teams or something, haven't they? I, I believe they've um, got quite an easy running. Uh, well, they've got QPR. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I wasn't trying to be, you know, <laughs> disingenuous in any way, but a sub, sub pub, sub pub team, some yeah. shite. Um, well, actually, this, I mean, it's all stuff that has um, possibly has a bearing on things. Villa are now two one up against Sunderland. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they could be safe by the time we meet them, then yeah, yeah it's it's all all over by the shouting, isn't it? Well, possibly, but you don't know which way teams go once the pressure's off. I mean, will QPR beat Arsenal this weekend? Because yeah, yeah, you know, no. they're under no pressure. They they want to show everybody they're not completely hopeless mm. as individuals, at least. And then they've got Wigan and Newcastle, both of who could still have something to play for. So mm. maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, it's it's the time of the season that throws up yeah. unusual results at the best of times. So um, you feel that if we get a result against Tottenham, that would put us six points ahead of them, wouldn't it? And so that would, that might be enough to do it then. Um, I think it's, um, I mean, it's an interesting, I mean, obviously we've, we've discussed Benitez at, at length on, on many occasions and, um, you know, opinion is obviously still divided. It seems that certainly from having been at the game yesterday, that there's, there's no animosity anymore. It's just this sort of resignation that, you know, he's here for another month and then that's it. But, um, there was no 16-minute applause. Uh, no, there wasn't, was there? Um, there was I no animosity whatsoever. I mean, I thought Klattenberg might get booed a bit, but even he got away with it. Yeah, it was... He, he got booed when he was introduced, before the guy introduced the teams. Oh, he really? introduced Klattenberg, and there was a big round of booing. But, you know, after that, yes, I think it just... Um, it wasn't the cauldron of hate, was it? I, I was slightly late no. to the game yesterday. I was still in the toilets when the teams and the referee were being introduced, so I might have missed that. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, just, and when I drop my flies, I'm, I'm, I'm used to getting booed, so I thought it must have been for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Excellent Lord. start. Excellent start. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it's That's me howling at the moon. <laughs> his, his jokes do that to me. All right. Stay, Stay away off. from moles. <laughs> I think we should have a prize for the best Brian Glover impression of the evening. Yeah, well, he was, he was my level. uncle, you know, so I should. Uh, well, you did sound to me like you were. Yeah, yeah. there's a bit of a York somewhere from the, from the Punjab or maybe <laughs> for Nestle, but anyway. See, the primary issue is it's all very, the moment anyone mentions uh, the American werewolf, well, I just start thinking of Jenny Agatha naked, and it, it, it really distracts quite badly. But um, <laughs> but anyway, where were we? Um, oh, oh pedal. <laughs> Calm down, calm down, John. A bit of crazy. You, 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 you've pulled up next. I've pulled up next to her at the lights once. We're ba- we're we're barely ten. <laughs> we're barely ten minutes in, and you've already gone rogue. It's not yeah, good. Yeah, sorry. Um, good point, where were we? Um, I, it, ultimately. If, if we look at, you know, we, as, as I say, we've discussed Benitez at length on, on many occasions, but there's sort of half, it's half a dozen games now, and, and that really defines, you know, his his tenure here, our season, and, you know, possibly his future job prospects. If he if he lands us third place and um, at a pot, I think arguably it can be said he, um, 
he's had a successful season. I mean, you know, if we look back at what we could have won in Jim Bowen style, uh, you know, Ooh, you <laughs> earlier on, um, it's, it's really not. Come and have a look at where you could have won. <laughs> the speedboat. <laughs> the speedboat. I live on a council estate in Doncaster. <laughs> Shut up. You've got yeah. a speedboat. Um, yeah, we're down to now. We're down to basically some sort of Moon X mixer and... Uh, uh, it's, not, it's not quite... Not six, six beer glasses and a Moon X mixer. <laughs> we could have had a speedboat. <laughs> right. um, well, I'm thrown. Um, yeah, so it, ultimately, you know, I think it defines Benitez from here on in as to, as to how his, his tenure is viewed. He's never going to be given a favourable hearing by most Chelsea fans, but if he, um, if he secures a Champions League football for next season and a pot to throw on top of it, I, you know, you can't really argue that it's, um, it's, it's a decent job done. Um, to, to, to Although you could say, John, that given the amount of money that's spent on that squad and the resources and everything, um, a decent manager should... You know, admittedly, there was trying circumstances for him, etc., etc. Et yeah, I think um, you know, with that sort of squad, um, even though it's got its weaknesses, and it wasn't his fault that you know we tried to go through the season with one and a half strikers. Um, you know, given the outlay on the squad and so on, that they should be finishing in the top four. Oh yeah, no, too I, much effort. But. No, yeah, no question. I mean, I think. I mean, that's. That's what it boils down to. Is yeah, we've spent decent money. There's a good squad there, but we've dicked about. Um, mm. You know, ha- have we ended up any further ahead or behind where we would have been had Di Matteo been in charge? Well, it's a hypothetical yeah. question, but um, but I think if we look back at uh, the game since we last recorded, we obviously we lost to City in the um, in the semi final. We won away at Fulham quite convincingly. Um, <coughs> there was the. Um, the Liverpool game, which obviously we shall touch on for, for any number of reasons. Um, the first leg against Barnes and Swansea. So, um, the, obviously, the, the City result was the disappointing one, but I, I came away from Wembley thinking, well, they've had the better us for the past couple of years, and they did again today, and it's not really a huge surprise. So, the rest of the game since then, I think we've probably been about... about Sort of on par for where we are. Um, Tone, your, your thoughts on, on that little run and um, whether it, it's, it's, it's above or below expectations? You know, I, it's a hard one. It's, I've got the phrase regression to the mean running through my mind here again. <laughs> um, because I, I didn't expect us to get past City. Um, we were, uh, people would say we were unlucky in the end, but we only turned up for the second half as usual, um, which is a slightly worrying trend I think that we seem to be a, a one half team um, under Benitez I'm not, I can't really remember if we were like that before um, under Di Matteo but certainly this season um, the, the, the performances where we've been good in both halves have been uh, pretty few and far between um, but the Liverpool result was a disappointment <coughs> I mean the Fulham result was a pleasant surprise because we got a pretty ropey record against it's them it's not been well, great we? Yeah. You know, I think yeah. it's we, we played really well I mean I, I was there and, and uh, we, we had a really decent game it was um, and a, a cracking atmosphere as well in, in terms of the away fans it was a really decent you know stood up for 90 minutes and, and sung for most of it which is um, which is rare these days yeah. and obviously in the slightly um Sedate surroundings of Fulham, should we put it politely? It was um, it was quite a sight, but um, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Not not great there in recent years. So um, yeah, three 0 win was um, was a good result. Yeah, uh, and and so I think, I mean, for me, uh, the, the the season under Benitez so far will be marked by the disappointments of away games at Reading, home games against QPR, teams that we should be, but that score should have been hosing, you know. Absolutely. Southampton was the other one. Yeah, and, and and I think you know when you think about it, you've you've only got to have taken points against QPR at Stamford Bridge and Reading when you were 2-0 up with 10 minutes to go yeah, yeah. Uh, and we are we're already in third we're, we're, we're yeah. probably in front of City I, I don't know we're all very close to them well and I think um, yeah I mean it's a good point it's I, I, I've not checked the stat out because I've not had time but I think it's something along the lines of have we actually or, or in terms of the goals we've conceded in the last five minutes or in injury time, it basically have cost us seven points. So mm. had we actually managed to kind of hold on and um, shut a game out, which we, we, we've struggled to do in a lot in recent years, we, we'd have been fine. We'd have been contesting second and and possibly looking at you know the other games where we should have um, we should have done better and maybe challenged United. But hey. We're not there. Uh, well, uh, we are where we are. I certainly think we've we've shown before that, uh, or now, um, that we're not. Um, you know, we're not twenty odd points worse than United as a team. Mm. But it's been. You know, you, you look at them and it's just sheer bloody consistency, isn't it? And bloody mindedness that's got them through, mm. and and that's what we've been missing. I think that will always have always been a a kind of the, the fate that we would have had with an interim coach that was unpopular with the fans and um, you know the players can say what they like but you know for me um, you know that that's played a part in it that must have got to the players at some point or another they, they're not you know they're not devoid of um, their, their surroundings they're, they're not sort of no man is an island or whatever mm. but there are promising things that have come out of it and, and certainly I think um, over the season my, 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 my casting vote for the Chelsea player of the year almost certainly I'm going to go for David Luiz I think he's been sensational oh we, we'll have an argument about that yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah why not but so, you know I think it, in terms of the original question you know on, on the run we've had are we where we think we should have been I probably think we are regression to the mean I actually don't think we'd have been any better off under Robbie than we are under Benitez which will, again I'm sure that's you know that's, that's got lead balloon written all over it that phrase but no no um, I, in all honesty I, I pretty much agree with you I, I think you know the, the, there are obviously flaws there I think Benitez you know he solved some of the problems but there are others others that have turned up since so I yeah you know arguable either way but yeah I, I probably don't think I think you know maybe there are games where if you could argue that there are players playing more for the manager or would have been playing more for yeah. the manager under under Robbie than they are now yeah but well, it, it's, and I think it's, that's, that's that's a good point because I think the, the, the bit that's missing the bit that is missing to take us to that next level it's the difference we had between Ranieri and Mourinho you know Ranieri had a good squad in that last year Okay. Yeah, yeah, but for five uh, years, and let's face it, look at his record elsewhere. He's not won very much. He's turned mediocre. He was always he was always good at yeah. He yeah. was always good at sort of turning round teams and, and yeah. You know, he's never he, had he, that kind of ruthless, you know, if you like, um, evil sort of streak that the likes of uh, uh, of Ferguson have got or whatever. You know, the, the the bugger everybody else is doing it my way and that sort of thing and I think that's the difference and I think that's what's been missing this year is it is it a leadership thing or whatever it's an interesting one because I don't think Robbie would have had that 
Um, um, I, I just don't think he, with hindsight, would have had the experience to take us through the the, the transition. But I don't mm. think Benitez had it because he never had the the buying of of the the fans and the and the whatever. And the players were always going to be thinking interim. You know, are you here next year? Yeah, exactly. You know? I, that's the thing. Yeah. But I think um, it's actually it's it's interesting you draw the comparison between between Ranieri and well, or mention Ranieri in the same breath as Benitez in the sense that when you look at what Ranieri was well, what he did or you know what he was kind of tasked to do was was basically bring the average age of the squad down and just kind of get control because you know he and you know we, we're going back into ancient history now almost but he, he kind of bought Dennis Wise under under a bit of a closer reign and sort of said well you either do what I'm telling you or you fuck off and I have the backing of the board and whether you know I think the way that players are signed and clubs are built now is a very different thing because Benitez doesn't really have much anything to do with that at all but you know he's he's almost been the man that's kind of ushered in this you know kind of a new era which is is the brave new world that is going to be without Lampard uh, you know ultimately Terry Maybe there's a parallel there. I don't know. But no, I, th- I think there is, and I think it's a, a point. I know we're sort of like we have veered away from the, the, the kind of match discussions or whatever, but it's an interesting never... point as to where we've, you know. But I think overall it is that, and maybe maybe that was part and parcel of it. Maybe Benitez, you know, was the full guy, you know, that he was Possibly. going to usher in that new age, and because everybody hates him, it wouldn't matter what he did. You know, mm. and he doesn't care because he's going to walk away with a you know wheelbarrow load of money, um, and in comes new man hero. Boom! Suddenly we're back. Yeah, off we go. No, yeah. good um, Mark, um, you, do you think we are above or below where we should be? What's 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 your take? You know, we've, we've obviously touched on the, the the conceding of late goals and blowing points, but you know, arguably there's a few results in there that we probably may not have expected to get. So. Have we evened out over the course of the season? Well, as they say, the table never lies. I mean, we are where we are. We just have to accept it. I mean, you can look back on every season and say, you know, if we hadn't lost two points there, three points here, three points there, Mm. we'd have won the league. We could say that for the last 10 years, really. Um, So we just have to accept the situation as it is. I mean, um, City... It's fine margins, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, City at Wembley, I felt destined we were going to lose that one as soon as I turned up because yeah. we were down the same end as we were against Tottenham in the Carling Cup. And that's I think that's the only two times we've been down that end. Oh, I wondered about that. <coughs> so yes. it, yeah. it didn't feel right going down, mm. you know, I don't know if that's the away end. Um, so it, it, it felt bad. And, and the game was sort of um, the mirror image of the FA Cup final against Liverpool last season where we dominated Liverpool for an hour. They pulled one back and then were all over us for the last 30 minutes and we were hanging on. Mm, yeah, true. And it was the same. I mean, City were all over us. I mean, they were so much quicker, stronger. It was men against boys in the first 60 minutes. Yeah. And, and their attacks were really quick. They passed crisply. The forwards were all over the place. Um, it could have been any score. But the last 30 minutes, I thought we were fantastic. Um, and actually, the atmosphere at Wembley was probably the best I can remember it. It was really excellent where I was. And... Mm. Um, you know, apart from the result, it was an excellent event. Yeah, but it was no, no we, great. It was no great surprise. No, I mean we we had a, a, a decent day out, and I think you, you, you're absolutely right. Actually, uh, City 
where they are now sort of remind me as as we were for the first season or so under um, under Jose in the sense that it, it's just it's a, that, that great mixture of sort of power and a bit of flair and a, a bit of pace and, and just sort of quality all over the pitch and just had that little bit too much for us you know they made their chances count I mean you know the, I think. It's it's obviously it's always the kind of the refuge of the losers to go back and look at the refereeing. I think we were slightly hard done by on a couple of um, on a couple of the decisions in terms of the, the shirt pull on Torres, um, Aguero's tackle on Louise was you know as, as, as dismal as everyone suggested. But I mean, no, I don't, that doesn't necessarily affect the result. But no, no, not. At all. I think for. A, you know that it, it it was a ludicrous situation whereby someone can do that on a pitch and then you know just get away with it away, yeah. because what got me as you say it's no point I'm not really whinging about the ref it's more the curious nature of the way people um, uh, pontificate on these things but they they said that the referee had seen partially seen the situation or seen part of the situation yeah. and I thought that that That's to me seemed past, to be ludicrous in that um, you know I can see someone open the door what I don't see is they then whip out the axe and put it through someone's head you know if mm. if you only partially see something then you don't see the whole you incident it, yeah. and therefore it's an incident that they could then review and you know I've got nothing against Aguero he's a fine player but I, I think you know to come <laughs> come down with you know Two feet right near someone's ball sack is is just you it's, know it's a bit much, isn't it? It is a bit much, and um, I mean my my main gripe with the day was that we we didn't turn up for the first twenty minutes. Then we started yeah. to get into the game, and obviously we were trying to play on the break against City and use a bit of pace, a bit of speed, um, and they were very adept as they have been for a couple of seasons now at the old. The, the, Arsenal, the Arsenal of Vieira and Petit and all that, um, well, to be, to which, be which is, the, is is the as you say, as soon as you as soon as you're on on a fast break, you take out the player with the ball. Yeah, they're dirty buggers, hmm. and no, to be and per- that's fine. To it's down fair. to the referee to start yellow carding that type of tactic very early because it's very easy to see. You know, there is just yeah. gen- there's just general fouling people, mistiming challenges. You know, getting physical. And then there is the very, very obvious, I'm watching two teams, I'm refereeing two teams. One is a big physical team, one is a, a quicker, fast-break team. Ah, they're always fouling. The, I mean, he played advantage once when Ramirez, Ramirez was go, going over the halfway line at pace, was going past Barry or, or Toure or one of the others, and they brought him down, and he played advantage. Now, my point there would be that, yes, the ball ran to matter or someone, but if you're on the fast break, matters meant to keep going, and that Torres is out there somewhere, or Baez out there somewhere. You've then got two men running ahead of Ramirez. Ramirez will still have the ball. He is the problem. Someone has to come to him, and that then opens space for the other two players. So you're not getting the advantage that you really want. They're taking out one of the players, the ball carrier. The ball runs to someone else, but then you're one man down. So maybe you had a three-on-two or a three-on-three. Now they've got a four-on-two yeah. or a three-on-two. It's not an advantage situation. No, it, it, it's And if not. you do play the advantage, you still go back and you yellow card the player, which he didn't do for a good while. 
And it was noticeable that one Yaya Toure appeared to run out of steam somewhere around the hour. But secondly, that he'd started to yellow card them all. And so they couldn't do this passing around of the fouling that they were doing, you know, the key part of the game where they went 2-0 up. And that was my only... Yes, uh, they, they, they still were the better side, possibly. But, you know, I, it irritates me that such a blatant tactic, which is as old as the hills, can still be got away with quite so easily in a major game like that. Yeah. Um, because it was, it was plain to see. Yeah, and, I mean, and, it's, um, it's an interesting point. It, it's, it's, I mean, it, just, just watching them do that reminded of them reminded me of us when we had Balak. Because Balak was an absolute pass master at just doink. The guy, the guy who receives the ball, a little sort of... You wouldn't even call it a foul. I think City were probably more blatant than he ever was. Oh, yeah, it was a lot more. I mean, it, they, they took out several players... You know, the ball was gone and, and they just took him down. And Zabaleta managed to finish the game without a yellow card, which, as I say, so it's not whinging. I, it sounds like no, it's, no, it's not. It, it's, 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 it's a valid point because it's something that everyone picked up on. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just one of those things they got away with. And, and it, it's as much and as that's, that's not being muscled out of the game by a bigger team. No, because it's, it doesn't it's, matter what size the team is. If they employ that tactic if and, you get fail and get away with it, then you're going to do it more. That's, that's precisely and if that was Stoke or, um, uh, you know, Southampton or a team lower down the leagues, I think they'd have got blown for it a lot easier. Um, mm. I, you know, and perhaps we did get away with it in the past. I have a selective memory, which, you know, means that as far as I'm concerned, Chelsea always play good, clean, sporting football. <laughs> there or thereabouts. But we were close. I mean, we, you know, we, we could have got something out of that game. It wasn't... Um, no, I think... Um, I mean, There's not a lot between us and City and United on the day. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing, is, is that United are just far more consistent. City, for, for, for all of the money spent and for all of the star quality in there, I, you know, Mancini divides opinion, you know, yeah, there's a, there's a very sort of specific tactic in terms of the way they play, but they're certainly not that great. And, you know, like we say, if we had a little bit more concentration about us, we, we'd be there or thereabouts. So, um, but yeah, it's, I, th- I think it was just, just one of those games. Yeah. I think we all arrived at Wembley and thought, uh, you know, they've been, we needed to score. First. We needed to get, we needed to get out of the blocks quickly, get a goal and see whether city were, were then up for it. But we let them, you know, we did exactly the opposite. We were, we were slow out of the blocks of the first 20 minutes, just didn't play. And then, you know, by the time we got away with that against United, but, you know, you can't, you can't, against that sort of quality of opposition, you can't keep doing that because it'll catch up with you. You know, you, you need to get out. And, and against Spurs and Arsenal this season in the league, we, we've, we've scored early and got there first. And that's made a difference in those games, I think, you know, and allowed yeah. us to, to, to have some control of the game. <clears throat> it didn't against Liverpool, obviously. <laughs> No, indeed, indeed. Um, now we we look briefly. I think we've, they've just started again at, um, at Carrow Road. Um, it's nil nil in the um, in the in the first leg of the Youth Cup final. Um, Norwich v Chelsea. Um, it's live on ITV Four if you've only got poor people's television. Really? Yes. Good heavens! Well, they, they, uh, it is. I was watching it before I came out to um, to yeah, indulge yeah, in this. Yeah. Oh, Norwich! I mean, uh, <coughs> according to Neil Barnett yesterday, Norwich were expecting sort of twenty odd thousand. They have. They've they got about twenty odd thousand here. Which quite um, impressive, really. 
That's not bad going, yeah. yeah. It's, and they're all related. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are there are two Murphys playing for um, for Norwich. They um, are they are brothers as well. Are they? Yes. Because oh. there's that famous. Uh, probably, have I told you the story before about the hurling commentator? Go on. Um, oh, what's his name? Um, oh, he he uh, is famous Irish commentator on Gaelic football and hurling. And he's, he's got a, a whole ream of famous quotes, but one of them was along the lines of, I forget the, the surname involved, say Murphy, for instance. He would say, you know, and Jimmy Murphy gets the ball in the halfway line, gives it out to Johnny Murphy, no relation. Johnny Murphy, back to Jimmy Murphy, still no relation. Very <laughs> good, very good. Um... Um, now, so we we should move on to. I mean, we obviously touched briefly on the semi. I don't think anyone was 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 terribly surprised. Um, City v Wigan. Well, you would you would think probably City for the cup, but we shall see. Um, and I think we, we we set a record. Actually, it's it's other than obviously we lost to Everton on penalties in the fourth fifth round a few years ago, mm. but it's the longest ever unbeaten run in the FA Cup. Um, it, it was something like thirty odd games, and yes. um, and Barnsley was the last. But yeah, Barnsley under the Grant. last defeat in regulation. Yeah, yeah, Barnsley under Avram Grant. Um, and, and don't get too downhearted. I mean, we've been to Wembley more times than England. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've been, been to Wembley more times than pretty much everyone, haven't we? We've we've, we've sort of made it our um, our second home, and it would um, yeah, it would have been nice to be back there um, back there in May, but alas, not this time. I don't think since the Royal Engineers or someone back in 1800 and something or other, you know, when you look back at the old records and there was teams like the Engineers or whatever who would, you know, win the cup for three or four times on the trial. Mm. Really, we've, it's been, in, in, in modern post-war times, it's been an astonishing uh, record of, of you know, well, it's, cups it's, and semi-finals and so on and so forth. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of the, the new Wembley for us has just been, the, you know, the most extraordinary place, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's um, a shame not to be going back there next month, but hopefully we will um, we will rectify that next season. Um, Fulham away now. Listen, I'm going to I'm going to use this to sort of um, t- to throw in. A question about the enigma that is Dave, David Lewis. Um, I was I was at Craven Cottage, right, sort of pitch side, and uh, and thoroughly enjoyed it because our, our support was fantastic that night. Um, obviously, he scored an absolute barnstormer of a goal, which was which was reminiscent of Bjarni Goldbeck's at Spurs for mm. for those of us who can remember that far back, which is basically all of us. Um, Fantastic goal and a great performance. Then we get to he goes back into midfield for the, the Basel game, and I thought he had an absolute bloody howler, but obviously saved the game with um, with his late goal. Now, Tone, you're you're you are an unashamed fan, and I would suggest also I'm not not a fan, but that I think there's a lot about his game that, that concerns me and, and kind of needs addressing. Um, what do, what do we think? I mean, obviously, our our player of the year is is, is pretty much matter. Um, Hazard gets a, a deserved mention. I think Czech also needs to be in there as well because I think in in a, in a very sort of difficult and um, changing season, I think he's been he's been fairly constant. Um, other than that, Tone, you're saying Lewis is in there for a, a decent yes. mention? Yeah, I think so. I think he's been 
fantastic this season. And I think all the criticisms that he had, I mean, he, he certainly shoved Gary Neville's PlayStation player words back down his throat, I think. Um, I think at centre-back, and I think if we were to go back over the, the, the recent or... Well, since Benitez has taken over, um, we've won far more games with him at centre-back than with anybody else. Um, I think mm. he's been superb in that position. Um, I've barely seen him. Because I, now, I saw him a different game against um, Basel. I thought he had a great game. Um, I thought he was um, actually more of a captain than our captain. I think he berates, he, he shouts, he's uh, always having a go at Czech, um, and, and rightfully so, I think, as well, because I think Czech, for me too much be he's rooted to the line too much um, you know for a, a top goalkeeper who doesn't boss his area I, I don't like that but I think in David Luiz's case I think he, he's got everything for me he's an entertaining player I pay money to go and see players who entertain me now occasionally they will make a mistake but seriously think back to the last mistake he made that was costly you can't can't there's been other players out there that have made howlers but he hasn't and I don't think he's got the credit for it from either the media um, press and broadcast I think the fans are starting to come round because there's one or two I think like me who are championing this guy and saying you know he's special right he's special in every way I think he's got everything about him to be a future captain um, uh, he's got well, a JT's, JT's backed him for that yeah I, I think he's interesting. The rumours coming from within that you know he's one of the sort of architects of, of breaking up the clique that was there. You know because he's not having any of that sort of thing going on around him. Um, he looks like he plays the game with a sense of fun. Um, he goes in hard on some tackles, too hard. Good. I don't care about that. I want somebody like that. We need that. We need a bit of steel. Um, he was lucky to get away with the tackle. Um, I think against Basel. Um, but mm. then again, they should have been down to 10 men before that anyway. So, you know, swings and roundabouts, we get penalised enough for that. So if we got away with one, I don't mind. Mm. But as I mean, a goal scorer... We'll, we'll, that, we'll know, touch that, on, yeah, we'll that, touch, I mean, we'll touch on Basel um, yeah. in, in a bit. But, but um, the goal he got against Fulham was great. And, and he, he, pulled, he pulled it out for us on uh, against... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> the goal he got against Fulham was great. Who was it we he were pulled playing? it out against us, uh, for, for Basel. And he's done it a few times. And I just think he's got every... His attitude is proper if he was British. British Bulldog, for me. Proper player. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Mark, Lewis, your thoughts? Mm. Trouble is, if I don't sound quite as enthusiastic as Tony, it sounds like I'm arguing against. It's sort of the <laughs> for and against. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, he's a fantastic player. And he is, a, he is a true entertainer of the sort of Peter Barota type. <laughs> um, so, you know, you, would, you, would, you do want players like that playing the game because mm. they are a source of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't go as far as Tony in saying he's got everything because there are flaws. And, mm. and if you had everything, there wouldn't be flaws. It's a bit like, um, you know, 20 or 30 years ago buying a Lancia. Oh, fantastic cars. <laughs> um, Lancia beat a Monte Carlo. What more could you ask for? Mm. You know, well, a, a, car that, a car that doesn't rust and break down every time. Apart from the fact it's got fundamental flaws that mean it'll never win car of the year. But w when it's going well, you're going to have a fantastic day out and you can take off the target top. You know, the wind's blowing through your hair if you once had hair. And, um, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> it is a fantastic source of entertainment. <laughs> but at the end of the at the end of the year, you're sort of saying, "Well, oh, you know what? I'm going to get a Porsche. I'm going to get a BMW. I'm going to get something German mm. because um, they're a bit dull. But the doors shut properly and they don't rust, and they're not in the garage every other week. But I don't want to. I'm not dissing Luis. He is fantastic. I can't go as far as saying he's got everything. Hand on heart. I, that extraordinarily well put. I, it, it only doesn't get the, the full ten out of ten that you didn't get a, a teeth pun in there somewhere or other. But, um, but I'm, no. save, I'm saving those. Excellent. Oh, yes. Excellent. Uh, listen, I agree with you, and, and, and this this is a debate in the sense. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm certainly I'm not marking him down as as the next Lavisi Yakanovich. I'm not not down on him in any way. <coughs> Excuse me. There, there's some of us who still anyway. Carry on. <laughs> That's for another evening. Um, I'm, too, I'm too emotional about George Jones and I'll just start getting upset. Carry on. Carry on, carry on. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm certainly not down on the guy and, and I certainly wouldn't wouldn't advocate flogging him to you know, the first person who comes along, but there there are just moments about him and, and Basel was, was one of those games where you just thought, good God, you know, I mean, you know, if ever there was Beauty and the Beast wrapped up into into one player first half I, I thought he had a very good game um, I don't like him in that midfield role per se I think you know I, and I agree with you Tony in the sense I think he's been excellent at centre back I think he's actually his concentration's improved he doesn't fuck about I mean he plays he's a very very good ball player but he doesn't he's not fucking about and playing ball playing the ball in places where you should be launching it that I think is excellent. I think he's developed in that in that sense, and I think at the centre back he's fantastic. Um, Basel when he was in midfield, I first half was okay. Second half he, he was nightmarish in the sense that it's fine bombing forward, but he gave the ball away so many times, and I don't you know I don't think they were good enough to capitalise on it. But the number of times he tried to beat an extra player bad pass and it culminated in, in in that foul which you know there was a lot of oh you know well it, it was you know he just followed through L- look at that in slow motion the way he goes into that tackle that was quite nasty I, I genuinely don't believe that was a bit of a whoops a daisy was playing the ball he just got a little bit over the top and I, and I go back right back to going to see the friendly at Brighton um pre-season and there was there was one player who just went over the top and and almost lost control of himself and I, I would add if, if if this is you know will to win and not wanting to lose it's a great thing but it just needs to be harnessed and he was the one who just went over the top and I think he's just got that little bit of a an edge to him that whilst you don't want to contain it completely it's sort of Rooney-esque you don't want to contain it completely because that's it defines the kind of player they are but there are points where someone needs to just stick an arm around him and say just calm down a little bit and I can't stand him in that midfield role and I never will because I think he's he's dangerous there and you know for, for all the dullness that Mikel is in that role and being very sort of studious and, and keeping the ball and passing it five yards, it just feels an awful lot safer. There you go, Donal. Um, I wasn't so conscious of the terribleness against uh, Basel. I mean, 
you could sort of turn the question around and say he's now what twenty five. He was twenty five last week. Yeah, last he? week was it? Uh, famously reported birthday party. He's twenty five. Is he a better player at twenty five than John Terry was? Well, actually, I mean, that's an interesting question because given that they are theoretically both playing the same position, mm. it's, it's impossible to compare them because they're not the same player. No, no. They're both... No, no, I'm not suggesting they are, but what I'm saying is in terms of what they can do for Chelsea, how they appear, what, what they do, how they play, um, would you say that at 25, he's, he's seven years younger than Terry... You know, is he now at 25 where Terry was at 25 in terms of what he contributes to the team and so on and so forth? Um, it's difficult because you've got to try and remember what Terry was like at 25, but, you know, well, there's just a thought, you know. That I mean, I think it's, I mean, that's an interesting question, but I think if you, when Terry was 25, that was when we were starting to peak under Mourinho. Mm. Now, Terry was there at the right time obviously I think Ranieri made him captain and he was always clearly going to be a leader now he was obviously Terry was surrounded by great players but in amongst all of those great players he's always stood out I mean he did he did did play alongside I mean Gallas I know he's much maligned but he he had Gallas to play alongside he had Carvalho particularly Carvalho um, well, that I mean, that's I think the, he's probably the best I've seen there. Uh, yeah, I mean that that ever that was always the yeah. you know it was, it was the record-breaking centre-half partnership, wasn't it? And with him and um, Terry Gallus went you know a thousand and something minutes without conceding. Um, and, and you know Carvalho, and we actually had the choice between two absolutely world-class centre backs, um, which I think brought the best out in in Terry. The difference with with Luis is he's there in a in a sort of a, a team in transition, and it's almost about you know it, it's kind of whether the mark of of a really great player, whether he can now just settle in, if he stays there, you know Terry presumably yeah. will play a, a, a bit part next season. We may buy another centre half, if he can just anchor down that defence next season, and become the linchpin, you know, calm the elements of his game that, that could possibly get him into trouble, then yeah, I, I, no, I, I listen, I agree. I, th- I think there's potentially a great player there, but I think there's there's a degree of immaturity. In a, a I think he stepped bit. up this year. I think he certainly, yeah, I know, I he stepped up and, you know, we always say it's difficult to judge a player in his first year in the Premiership. If this is his second year, given that it's been a bit of a rocky season, he himself is actually, I think got better as the season has gone on mm. um, you know it, it, he's like Tony says he's making less howlers he still makes mistakes they all make mistakes I, I, I thought he was quite decent in that central midfield role yesterday against Swansea I think it very yeah. much it no, very actually, much depends against which teams you play in there mm. you know and Swansea, yeah, yeah. You know, sort of footballing side uh, a, a, apart from the fact that they're obviously in sort of end of season mode compared to what they were when they, we had to play them in the League Cup and so on. But mm. they, they still are a footballing side, and, and you have a bit of time and room to, to play, and, and that suited him. I, I do like, he plays the ball very, very well on the ground, I think. That sort of direct ball that finds a player in, in the tram lines behind the two banks. Of, when teams play two banks of four, he mm. does have an ability to play the ball in there to feet, 
um, you know, people like Lampard and uh, some of the others are very good with the, with, you know, giving the ball air to, to find a player. He gives us that option of banging the ball very sh- straight and direct on the angle into someone and picking that path out. I, I, I think he does that very well mm. and quite consistently now. Yes, you know, he, maybe he did have a... I thought they all had a poor game second half against Basel, but um, mm. they all gave the ball away far too much. But I, th- I think he, he has he has that in his in his locker, which not a lot of the rest of them do. You know, they don't... Yeah. Mikel does have it. He just doesn't use it enough. I, I think I've, my theory is, is that if they, if they start making Mikel play further forward, make him, you know, do what he did for Nigeria. He didn't just play mm. square ball and be very conservative. I think that's what he's been asked to do at Chelsea. I think they've sort of hemmed his game in a bit. There've been times this season where yeah, he's it was it was Mourinho, pitch and he's he's sort of he's played. You know those sort of passes, and and that's what Chelsea don't do enough of, in my opinion. Yeah. They've, got, they've got they've got those quick, pacey players, and we play a game where they're forced to come back almost and and take the ball deep and try and run on. If you can pick them out in that final third, you know, be, between the two sort of defensive lines, if you can find them in there mm. and they're turning onto the the back four, it makes an enormous difference. And when in games where we successfully start doing that, added to the fast break that we we've now got with, with the pace of, of Hazard and, uh, and Moses and people like that, that that makes an enormous difference. But yeah. we, no, we just does. don't do it enough. But but he is very prepared to do that. And yeah. that when he is put in that central midfield role, and even from centre back, you know he can move out. And, and if Mikel is playing, he's particularly good at rotating in behind. He yeah, moves up the pitch, the very well, so. and, and then he, he bangs this sort of hard, fast, low ball in in between, you know, the two defensive lines, and picks out one of our players. And, and mm. you know, that that's a part of his game that I've noticed is is mm. is becoming quite crucial because it's, um, it's we find good. it difficult to break teams down otherwise. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it just in the sense that it's certainly in um, in the English. In the English game per se, I think it's improved to a degree. But that area between the lines, where your your deep lying forward zips about, is is traditionally a position that English teams have always struggled with, mm. because the centre half doesn't know whether to pick him up, the midfielder doesn't know whether to be. It's it's quite a tricky one to play. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I think he's you know he's certainly. There's no question that the guy has got entertainer written all over him, and he's got in a team that is is now starting to lose personality and character. And I think you know it's it, it sometimes you know if if Lampard's going to leave, if if Terry receives the same kind of treatment that Lampard has this season and goes at the end of next season. Um, I think sometimes it needs the big personalities to leave as much as we don't want them to and you know whether we think they deserve an extra year or two years or whatever. Sometimes it needs the big personalities to leave to allow other personalities to come through and, and become the leaders. Because if you're, you know, you've been at Chelsea for a year, two years and you're 25... Are you going to question John Terry? Are you going to try? You know, you're going to be, you're going to be shouting over John Terry's voice. Well, no, you're probably not. But if Terry leaves, then it allows you to 
to blossom in your own right, which I think is, you know, it may well be the making of it, maybe a bit more responsibility and, um, you know, the need to be a little less rash if you become captain or something like that. Maybe, um, maybe what brings out the best in him. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's a core of you, of a, of a side that's just coming into their mid twenties and, and, Mm. You know, I think that's that's the positive you take from this season is that people like Hazard and um, Oscar and so on have got that sort of first big season in the Premiership out of the way. Yeah. Um, have shown that they, they they've got what it takes, and um, we already knew Matter did. Louise has stepped up. You know, they they've got the core of a side there. They just you know, it's, 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 it's also, a striker it's, problem, and and yeah. It's a good, and it's it's a good. It's got a li- you know a little bit of muscle. Maybe needs a bit more, but it's it's a good. It's a good passing side. It's got, um, you know, some terrific players in there. Now, whether whether it's too, this is this is a question possibly for another day. But whether it's a little bit too towards the the tippy tappy, you know, if if we look at the big question of the last couple of weeks has been, you know. And it's, it's possibly a bit spurious. Is you know has 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 Barcelona and the Barcelona Real Madrid model been usurped by sort of German power efficiency and a, and a bit of flair and pace thrown in for good measure? It, that obviously remains to be seen. But as an as an ice hockey fan, I sort of you know this is always the big thing about you know you've got to have size, you've got to have grit, as they as the Canadians refer to it. Mm. I'm, I'm not quite sure that football has. There are ways and means, yes, but I, I, I don't think we can get too hung up about size. I think it's it's ability on the ball. Sorry, you know, sorry, just... sorry if, if there's a chuckle in the background there. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I thought I, I thought we were more mature than that. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> not in a million years. <laughs> but yeah, there is this thing about you know. I think we could get a bit hung up about you know. Oh, City can outmuscle us and so on and so forth. There is that, but there's also, you know, if if referees referee the game properly, and you know, yeah, you've got guys who you've got guys who can protect yeah. the ball, it, it doesn't quite become the same issue. You know, the Toure blew up after an hour of tearing about trying to batter us. You know, you know that's going to happen. You. You adjust for that, that sort of thing, is, is my way of looking at it. Mm. I think he's too big, actually. I think there should be a ruling. The blokes with thighs and buttocks the size of Yaya Touri should be banned from the game. Because when he is running at you, he's, he's pretty hard to stop. He's bloody enormous. There were a couple of times where, where he started sort of chugging through the midfield at, at Wembley, and you thought, I'd be fucked if you could pay me enough money to get in the way of him. He was... Monstrous that, on that day. Yeah, I think he was right. He tired out after a little there's while. The art of the, there's the art of the tackle. You know, it's getting your foot. Oh, that's one thing. Again, we're going to digress. But one thing that I've noticed, I think, in, in the last few years watching us play in Europe, is that much as we, you know, think they're all fancy Dan Nancy types, you know, who probably over pomade the hair and so on and so forth. Johnny Foreigner. Carlos Kickable hasn't lost the ability to tackle. And by tackle, I mean time getting your foot to the ball and getting the ball away from the feet of the player who's coming at you or that you're marking. Mm. And it's something that there was some stat on, on Twitter the other day about the amount of minutes, tackles per minute that some players are making. And, you know, I think it was a sort of general 
they weren't any better or worse than anyone else. You're talking about one tackle every 32 minutes and things like that. You know, we, I know the game has changed, and it's about closing down lanes, you know, blocking uh, passing lanes, uh, you know, denying the space and so on. But I have noticed, I, and this is probably just my own sad, demented way of looking at it, but it seems to me, and somehow I think it's against Portuguese teams, we always seem to get shown up worse than ever, is that they take the ball off us with sickening ease far too often. And by that, I just putting their foot in at exactly the right moment to remove the ball safely without fouling you and leaving you without the ball. You know, we just don't seem to do that so much in, in the Premier League anymore. It's either, you know, the big lunge in or just the deny space. And yes, I, I wouldn't particularly want to confront Yaya Torre in full flow, but there are ways and means of... Of doing so. Of doing so. Yeah. No, I think... Um I think that's, um, that's that's possibly a good point to end the, the Louis debate on, albeit we've obviously digressed. We'll be setting up a summer school. But I think if, if, we, took, if we took a vote on, on the debate of the Lewis mm. um, situation, it does feel sort of three three to one against Tony. Hello? Is anyone there? Is he there? Well, what's, yeah, the quest- there. what's the question before the house? Is it, do we think Louis is the greatest thing since sliced bread? Well, no. Has, has he got everything? Was has he got everything? Has, oh, was, I don't oh, think was, was the question bread. put before the house? I, I, I would agree. No, I, I would frame say. the motion, Mr. Dyer. Frame the motion. Does, does, does the house believe that David Louise has everything? Personally, I would say oh, no. I. <laughs> I, He's got a little bit of rust. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like your proverbial belts yeah. here. I have a worry you might have to change. It says the cam belt should be changed after 40,000. <laughs> I'm up to 35 and I'm getting nervous. But other than that, other than I, think, that is I fine. think he's going to be a star. I, I'm with Tony in the. He's got. No, I, I, I think he's, 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 he's got quality, but frankly, you know, there's. A, and I think it would be interesting to see what a top notch manager would do with him. Mm. Because I think I think Benitez is he you know he's not going through the motions is is probably an unkind way of putting it but he's he's using yeah. the facilities available to him in the way he needs to do to get the results he wants but you know it would be interesting if you're starting to sort of talk about building a side where would you put David Lewis in that side would you make him captain and would you stick him at the base of midfield or would you have him you know being being JT interesting question but we will I mean he's, no he's, he's got he's got he's got to equal sort of JT, Carvalho, people like that. Um, and that's a big ask. But I think he's yeah. moving in that direction, certainly for me. Mm. Uh, well, he's, he's got the skills, there's no question about that. But um, we, will ret- we will return to Louis' watch at some point in the, um, in the not-too-distant future. Um, a bit of an update. Um, Villa are beating Sunderland 5-1. Sunderland are down to 10 men. Sessignol's just been sent off. Benteke's got a hat-trick. Um, whether he's there next season or not is um, anyone's guess. But perhaps we could stick an offer in you know we need a striker or two um, this goes to show that fascist dictatorships only have a certain period of time to last <laughs> before it blows up in their face although FIFA were declaring earlier in, weren't FIFA, wasn't one of FIFA's top odds more or less saying that they much prefer to deal with dictatorships and totalitarian states because it makes it easy to organise their tournaments they were, <laughs> they were saying correct. that they found Brazil difficult because they had sort of um, local, federal 
and national government. You know, like, as in, like, democracy. (laughs) (laughs) That that made it awkward. It was much easier dealing with Putin, apparently. (laughs) I I wonder why. Splendid. Um, As far as I can see, just glancing back down my Twitter timeline, I think it's still nil-nil. Um, it is, yeah. Still up, at, up, at, up at the Cara, so all to play for at the bridge. 21,000. Oh, fantastic. But apparently season ticket holders got in free, it would appear. But right, that's not knocking it, that's, but you can see that. No, I, I was... They made it well, you know, they made it, let's get a crowd in and, and get some atmosphere there rather than yeah. charging people and having three people shouting in there. Well, and, and, and they promised that Delia wouldn't be doing the catering. <laughs> Let's be having you. Yeah. I was talking of, of Twitter. Do any of you follow this this parody account, the um, USA Soccer Guy? No. Oh, no. you should do. I, I recommend it. He's he's just put up um, triple goal shot play. Darren Benteke five one to the vanilla. This is a huge step away from the EPL disaster sector. It's just you just get onto him. He's very very funny. Um, I'm sure the Americans don't find it particularly funny, but I do. <laughs> Excellent work. Um, the other one is the football cliches one, isn't it? They, um, football cliches is very good, actually. It's very good. They had something about uh, Gary Neville has, has wrecked the uh, corridor. Was it the grade two listed corridor of uncertainty? <laughs> by, now, by, by now talking about Ricochet, Whoa, Ricochet I've, City. I've, 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 I've got to jump in here. Penalty in the last minute of injury time to Norwich. No, I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for my Twitter feed to update. Oh, this is oh, not good. Anyway, well, we'll we'll move on. Um, sure. <coughs> excuse me, Sorry. bit of Dubai went down the wrong way. <laughs> Hold on, one moment. That's better. Um, we move on um, to Liverpool, which um, I personally didn't see. But um, obviously had talking points aplenty for any number of different reasons. <laughs> Stay away from Moors. Stay off at Moors, lads. <laughs> um, yes, where 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 were we? Uh, Liverpool. Yes, um, we were obviously looking good for our three points, which would um, which would have helped immeasurably when a player who shouldn't really have been on the pitch popped up and uh, and got a, a you know 97th minute equaliser which again you know it was questionable as whether that was um that that was relevant or not but um anyway Norwich just scored so we're just going to have to beat them at the bridge um so 1-0 um a chap called McGeekin scored um ex Chelsea really yep good no, heavens there you go. That'll teach us. Um, so, yeah, Liverpool. Um, I mean, we all know what the obvious talking point is. Um, didn't see the game. Anyone who uh, who actually did she wants to choose to pitch in, please do. Fire away. Robbed. Really? No, not really. Well, we weren't robbed. We weren't robbed. Well, we, Te- well in the sense of that, but we, we didn't, I didn't think we played particularly well. I, I think the scoreline flattered us a little bit, but, um, you know, where where that... That, was it, is his name Kevin Friend? Is it? Was he the referee? I think it was yes. Kevin Friend. Where the where the hell he got seven minutes from? I have no idea. That I mean, was ridiculous. 
Um, that, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was almost up there with the Fergie oh. time. We'll play until someone gets the goal or whatever. But you're right. Actually, I think two players that shouldn't have been on the pitch um, were involved in that at the end. Sturridge and uh, Louise. Uh, well, yeah, Sturridge, Sturridge got a nice little stud raking yeah. down um, Bertrand's shin, didn't he? And, um, I, I saw the picture on Twitter, which wasn't particularly pleasant. But, um, yeah, argue was that she... Uh, she? 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 Yeah. Uh, she not been on the pitch either. Um... I yeah. mean, Liverpool is always a struggle away for us. Yeah. So the, the fact that we were winning, you know, let, let's not decry that performance too much. We were winning at Liverpool. Mm. Whenever Chelsea are on TV, I always rearrange the home furniture a bit just to get that little bit closer because I want it to be absolutely crisp. And it was 94 minutes, and I said to my wife, right, I'm going to start putting the furniture back now. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe we've got six points out of Fulham and Liverpool away. So I sort of turned my back, I was pushing the armchair back three foot, getting it all nicely organised, just sat down, six minutes, 50 seconds, and they go and equalise. I mean, it was just unbelievable. There was yeah. no way you could justify that amount of, amount of injury time. Mm. Yeah. So it was all your fault then, Mark? I, it was. So I was tempted for it. I will never, mm. ever... Rearranging the furniture. That's it. Not, not a euphemism, so to speak. Did someone um, in your family have anything to do with the deck chairs on the Titanic? It was ridiculous in that sense. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think we played particularly well, but I think that... I mean, he was actually refereeing again this weekend, and I'm surprised that they, they don't seem to um, review this sort of stuff, because... You know, for, for the life of me, seven minutes. If he was given seven minutes because Carragher was bellowing in his ear for about a minute um, over some alleged unjust decision or something, then that's wrong. That's part of the game. I don't think you should be adding time on for that. And to me, it just, it was all, but, you know, like I said, I don't think Sturridge should have been on a pitch, and, and Suarez certainly shouldn't have been. But we do have a problem with the Suarez. He's like Tevez, and he's like Hernandez. Three players absolute bankers. I'm going to go to the fucking bookies next time and put money on them scoring against us because they always do. Mm. And we never S's. learned. Yeah. So we sorry, never, ever learned. Suarez will... It's, it's the treasure is. Night. Yep. But they're all short South Americans. Mm. There's yeah. quite a, commonality, a lot of commonality developing here. Yes. So, um, I'm just, I, you know... We, we had one, did we have one shot the whole of the second half, though? I, I, I was getting very irritated by our inability to at least keep hold of the ball for the last 10 or 15 yeah. minutes. You know, work the ball up the pitch, play it in the corners, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. We just hoofed it. We, we didn't seem to have any, any way of, of passing the ball to each other and retaining the football. Yeah. Liverpool were pushing up, obviously, and pushing for the equaliser, and we just sat deeper and deeper. I know psychologically that's what teams do, but you know they, they, there are moments always in games where you get the opportunity to get the ball, move it up the pitch, you know, get over to the corner flags or whatever. Right? Well, we're, but, but that, that's that's almost a trade just, mark for us this season. We you know, did it against Basel. <clears throat> exactly what we did. We sat mm. deeper and deeper and deeper, and you're thinking we've we've been the better team here. What, we're going to we, pay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're not that the Mourinho sides I would argue could do that could sit back could absorb it but you had Essien you had players like Carvalho and that in there right experts at breaking the game up McAlealy we ain't got that now so I think we're the, I not think a the team that can sit there and absorb pace, that sort of pressure the pace of Sturridge and Suarez <clears throat> getting in behind was obviously a big factor and made them 
you know, so they, they were sitting back towards the 18-yard line and we were trying not to be stretched, so the whole team Constantina's back. Um, I, I, let, let, let's not dwell on Torres, but I, I thought that particular game, he didn't offer enough of an outlet, you know, to, to enable them to work the ball up the pitch. Um, you know, considering he'd played quite quite well for two or three games, he, he just was a no-show um, at Liverpool. He... he you know, when they, when the player is looking up the pitch, looking to clear the ball, particularly when we're all getting a bit compressed down, you know, the lines getting compressed on top of each other, you need to see someone moving into space that you can not get long to. But in the end, we were just hoofing it, and you know, I turned to the to the son and heir and just sort of said, "You can't play like this. You can't play like this." You, they're asking, and there were two or three excellent chances Liverpool had in the last five minutes who you know Henderson and was it Shelby and someone else you know just made a complete hash of them but with any sort of decent finishing they were going to be too long before that yeah we bought it on ourselves I don't mean that in a you know horrible bitter harsh way I just mean that you, you know in a game like that someone has it to it was get coming of it you know uh, the injustice of it obviously it's Liverpool it's Anfield you know it's just that that's it couldn't have been any worse than Sturridge pass Sturridge who could have gone for a bad tackle crossing to, to Suarez who, who could have gone for having oh. his lunch um, you know it, it just made it all the worse I suppose but mm. you know, it's a shocker um, now, obviously we we move on to the big talking point of the game. Um, <laughs> Carry on. Um, it's um, it, it's probably one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen on a football pitch. Indeed, I, I, it, it just. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll cover sort of you know all the hoo ha that, that that went. We'll, we'll talk about it just because it was you know it was ultimately a Chelsea player that that it happened to and. Um, and I have to say, you know, remarkable restraint from Ivan because I, I wouldn't bite the fucker if he was tied down and in a cage. Um, Another one of your fantasies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good shot, sir. Well done. Is, is Serbia one of those parts of Europe where they still have wolves? I don't know. I should look I, it probably Google. Is, maybe, yeah. maybe he's been bitten by wolves since an early age, and so Suarez was nothing to him. Yeah, know. it's um, just a very, very strange situation, and um, you know we, we've we've seen Dennis Wise sort of you know pinching Nicky Butt's thigh and you know tweaking on nipples of various players to wind them up. But and Gascoigne was it? Who was it? Gascoigne grabbing someone's ghoulies, wasn't it? No, it was the other way around. Vinnie Jones. Jones. I know it's the other way around. Yeah, uh, Vinnie Jones grabbing um, grabbing yeah. Gascoigne by the um, wedding tackle. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've had the, the various spittings, haven't you? You've had the After various the game, spittings the said, um, You know, this sort of thing shouldn't happen in football. It's terrible to see it. But actually, I think it is good that it does happen occasionally because it is a fantastic talking point. And the scope it gives to headline writers and pun makers oh, oh, is unrivaled. So you don't want to see it every week, but every few years. Just occasionally. An event like this is fantastic. Yeah. There were, there were some very good puns the next day. I think the Guardian had eats, shoots, and leaves. That was their one. <laughs> very good. One of my favourite books. 
<laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, oh, now, I, do, do we? I, I personally, I, I, I will, I will stick my neck out. It's, it's not a popular opinion. I thought the band was fucking ridiculous. Ten games is, is ju- it's stupidity, because for the simple reason that had it had it been seen at the time, it would have been red card, straight red, three games. Now, had the FA looked at it after that, which technically they can't do if the, if the referee has seen it and, and awarded you know whatever punishment he saw fit. But if it was dramatically wrong, they might have awarded, you know, an extra game, two games or whatever. Ten games. And, you know, having, I, I sat and read the judgment on the train on the way home today. And and it actually, you know, it references, you know, it, it's the image of the game. Well, the image of the game is fucked enough for many, many reasons without starting to pick on that. Um, and... You know, one what, what some of the reasoning was, you know, it trended worldwide on Twitter. Well, are we really bringing stuff like that into how how the FA view judgment on on certain incidents? You know, it's actually not. You know, if if John Terry is involved in an incident and, and enough people talk about it, it will trend on Twitter. Now, whether it's right, whether he's in the right or in the wrong, it it just all struck me as a little bit over the top and a. And and kind of oh good god the media the media have gone mad we've got if a, bl- if a bloke from Exeter bit a bloke from Nuneaton or whatever it was you know or from Yeovil or something would that make it any less of a an issue in terms of football and and the game of football but because you hardly anyone would hear about it it was a bit like the the ball boy the hazard ball boy shooing yeah. incident and you know there'd been a similar incident the season before which. Had just you know Didn't run its course. Moral outrage. Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you, John. I, I, I when I first saw he got ten games, I assumed that they'd they'd taken into account the fact he'd had seven games for it in Holland, and that therefore uh, second offence. Yeah, that's it. And, and they and they must have added you know some. But then I haven't read the judgment in detail, but I, I'm, I'm now aware that they. They have taken this incident in isolation. Yeah. It's not related to his bans for the, the racism thing with Everett. It's not related to, you know, previous behaviour. This is just it on its own, which if it's, you know, I'm not condoning it. it, it no, it's, not it's a strange it, thing it, to do, but 10 but games is, is, you know, what do you have to do to get 10 games normally? I, I think football? it's fair enough. Um, I think irrational acts on the pitch... Should fo- be followed by irrational length bands. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're right. I, 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 I think there's a, a degree of, of truth in that. I think the, the, the most um, erudite summing up of it, I thought I, I've ever, I saw out the whole, uh, all of the hoo ha afterwards was Graham Soonis, who uh, summed it up perfectly when people had argued back and said, well, you know, there, there are leg breaking tackles that don't get that. But the minute you walk over that line as a footballer wearing the kit, you you might expect to get a tackle that could break your leg, you know, badly. I see. Like, I mean, I think that's the reasonable point. You know, is, is is bad. But you don't expect to be bitten. Yeah, bad right. tackles are part uh, of the game you, because they are tackles. Yeah, if you speak to anybody who works in A and E, bites are amongst the worst things they have to deal with in terms of infections and all sorts of things. It's not good. I mean, you know, it's a nasty thing to do to somebody. Um, but as any Liverpool fan will tell you didn't break the skin. <laughs> you know, you know. Tony, he but, didn't break no, the skin. No, he didn't so, break the skin. I, 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 you know, still I wouldn't think, go out on the moors. 
No. <laughs> I, so I thought 10 games was... Uh, there was uh, I think it was The Economist said that, there was an article in there that was saying that in, in sports, generally, if you look across sports, these acts that sit outside of the normal behaviour in a sport, yeah. you know, so that, you know, in rugby, and, and this is why spitting, again, is, is, a, is a big thing. Um, I mean, in rugby, a bit of an eye gouge or a grab on the ghoulies is par for the course, uh, you know, in a ruck or a mall, um, and possibly even biting. But in something like boxing, you know, with, with Tyson when he bit Holyfield's ear, mm. you know, boxing where you're battering the living crap out of someone, to bite an ear it is so outside of what you're supposed to be doing, mm. you know, and it's this unusualness of the act, how far it sits outside what you're meant to be doing or expecting. Um, it, it is... Is, is where this punishment comes from. But I still think, much like a lot of what the FA does these days, they're reacting to the headlines, they're reacting to to what they perceive to be the, the, the general view of things, trying to cover all that, and they're setting themselves up for a fall because something horrendous is going to happen in a game of football in the next 12 months, and they are going to be left with their pants around their ankles because they either have... And it's going to be someone popular someone who's you know adidas or nike have invested an enormous amount of money in who's going to f it up completely and they're going to be left standing there absolutely knackered Stop. because they, they, they've got to ban them for 20 or 30 games if they've done this to suarez on 10 i don't like the guy i think it was a madly stupid yeah, thing to do he deserved to be idiot. punished but you know it's if if someone murders someone, they get this many years. If someone burgles your house, they get that. You know, and you can't suddenly start turning it on its head. And I think ten games. You know, you could say there's plenty goes on in football that should get much longer bans. You know, should be in terms of months and so on. It happens in rugby and, and other sports, but they haven't done it in professional football, mm. and it seems a strange one to start on now. I think. You know? um, I mean, it's it's an interesting question. You know, I, I've had conversations with. With, with a mate who who's involved in this this lark, um, and I've not yet really discussed this with him. But as far as I am aware, there is actually, or certainly up until now, there's been a, a resistance to to what you've just mentioned, a resistance to the knee jerk reaction and reacting to the media, because you're hiding to nothing, you know. It, it's something you can't countenance for. You know, the media jumps up and down and says, oh, this is terrible, he should be banned. The point is, you know, if this, this game happens on a, a Saturday or a Sunday and this terrible act happens, by the time the guy at the FA gets to his desk to sort this out on, Monday, on the Monday morning, the world is decided as to what the punishment should be. And there will be people arguing against it, but you know the hacks would have written their articles on you know the Sunday and or the Monday papers. It will be out there, you know, the manager, the managers affected, and other players or whoever would have had a microphone stuck under their nose after the game. You know, everything has happened by the time the FA sit down and go, well, what should we do? So they're on a hiding to nothing either way, whether they, they, they go with the media or they go against the media. Um, but to actually, if you read the judgment, to actually start talking about, you know, it was trending on Twitter. Well, 
well, lots of things trend on tw- on Twitter. Is is it relevant to the offence? You know, I think what a lot of what they hung their their judgment on was was the way Suarez reacted. Was well, you know, I, it, he was fairly quick in his denial. Once he, I think, once Liverpool realised he couldn't get away with it, they didn't want another PR disaster like they had with the Evra thing, where they just made utter morons of themselves. Um. And on it went from there. So Suarez apologises, and it said, you know, the FA was straight out with their statement and said, right, well, we don't think that you know the standard three match ban is correct in this instance. Now, all Suarez did, and I'm not defending the action, but all Suarez did was say, well. I, you know, I, I can't remember his exact wording, but I don't think, you know, if they start, if they step away from the standard three-match ban, I don't think that's right. Well, whether we agree or disagree with it or not, he's perfectly entitled to make that opinion. Hmm. And and to damn him for for having that opinion is, I, I don't know. I, I think personally, it's it, it's wrong. But my overall point about this is that you'd. If you're going to deal with this kind of situation where it's, you know, the above and beyond the standard three-match ban when it's reviewed afterwards, then to sit there and sort of judge it by media and say, well, it trended on Twitter, it did this, it did that, ten games, bang. Now, taking in isolation, to me, that's silly. If you are saying serious offence, or offences that, we view as serious and people who love and who watch and love the game as as we all do also view as serious then presumably you should have some kind of set tariff where at the beginning of the season it's very clear that if you're pulled up in front of the FA for an offence that hasn't been seen and is refereed after the event and it's more than the standard three games if you get one of those then it's five if you're up there within the next two years or whatever it happens to be, then you get eight. If it happens again, then you might get 15 or whatever. Set it out. Don't just sit there and go, oh, 10 games. Hmm. Be consistent. because, I, And I, I agree with you entirely, Donald. I think the, the problem they will get is that there will be something that will happen which none of us have, have previously thought of, where they will be sat there going, what the fuck do we do with this one? Well, say, say Ashley Williams. Right? He kicked the ball there earlier this season. The, the famous Ferguson, he could have killed someone. Right? <clears throat> say Ashley, in a bit of a fit of peak or whatever, he just boots the ball really hard, and it hits Van Persie, and it causes him brain damage. Where, where do they go, you know? Where do they go with things like this? Yeah, you know, this is a sort of. But you're you almost know, you're almost in the, you're almost in the realms of criminal law, and this, you know, mm. it's kind of actus reus mens rea or, or whatever yeah. the, the the test is. Mm. But but you know, w- w- what point do they start? You know, that, it, to me, they seem to have picked a, a fairly. It's not innocuous because biting someone is like, you know, it's, it's seriously hideous, and it's yeah. And it's behaviour that you shouldn't, as, as Tony was saying, you sort of expect to go on the pitch and you might get, you even get elbowed in the head and things like this. And you don't get bitten. But, and, and they need to sort of obviously, you know, review it and say, yeah, this, this can't go on. But it's the 10 game thing. It seems an extraordinary length of ban for, 
mm. for something that one didn't, you know, didn't take the guy out of the game, didn't cause him to miss any games, didn't actually injure him. You know, if someone say someone spits now straight in someone's face in 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 the, one of the weekend's games, what sort of ban do they come up with? It, yeah. Because it has to be ten games, as far as I can see. Because is spitting someone spitting at someone in the face worse than biting them? Well, it's it's you know racial abuse. You know, ever ever the ever Suarez thing. Suarez got what eight games? Uh, mm. Eight games was it? I, I, there's, there's a degree of there's, there's the whole moral moral equivalence thing about it. You know, mm. can you can you compare the two? Well, you probably can't. But mm. well, I, I think I think you can't compare racist abuse and, and physical things because that just gets too hard. But if we're saying there are things that society doesn't like to tolerate, such as biting, such as spitting, I think there's a reasonable equivalence there. Um, you know, in the, the, the health concerns associated with both the likelihood that you're actually going to injure a player and make him miss any games is fairly slight, but they are both behaviours that are well outside what is considered acceptable in football. Spitting has to be ten games, doesn't it? As far as I can see. Well, arguably so, yeah. Um, if you'd asked me before the game, which player in the Premier League has the largest incisors? <laughs> I would have said Suarez. I mean, his teeth are built they for are. purpose, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'd like to just make one more point. I, one thing I did find objectionable was the use of the term cannibal when referring to Suarez. Because in, in a sporting context, there has only ever been one cannibal, and that was the legend that is Eddie Merckx. And he, <laughs> as far as I know, he never bit anyone. He was no, a cannibal was... for other reasons. And, you know, that is his title and his title alone. And um, it, should, you know, it should not be used. Suarez with his more coipu or chipmunk-like uh, carrying on his... Uh, yeah, is a long way removed from the great Eddie Merckx. Yeah, you, you wonder how much of it, subconsciously or consciously, the FA are doing because of who it was. You know, I, I don't know. But I, I thought I think, 10 I mean, games, you know. I think that's the thing. You know, people, people leapt on, well, he did it before. And allegedly that was part of the reasoning as to why Ajax got rid of him because they just thought, this guy's going to be too much fucking bother and there's, you know, 25 million quid or whatever it was on the table. Um but the FA can't take bans from from other associations into account. So that is that is that that's that's true. Is it? Just, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you, you can't do it because there's any number of, of legal and well legal precedents as to, as to why you can't do it. So yeah, they weren't. Even though you're 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 all playing under the same accepted set of rules governed by a central body, and you're all members of that body. Yeah, but we such that you have a referee that could come, you know, that UEFA appoint referees for your international fixtures and your international club games. Well, as, as an interesting, strange to me. As, as an interesting point, as far as I'm aware, I, it may well have changed now. But as far as I was, I'm aware the only country that association that actually has the ability to referee after the fact where something hasn't been seen is England. Mm. Actually, it, it's you know I remember Scalari being interviewed and, and saying something along the lines of "Well, as far as I was aware, the, the referee's decision was final." Well, yes, it is. Mm. If you go elsewhere, refereeing after the fact is it, it's something that FIFA don't want to touch. But UEFA, who are actually 
has to be said, I'm, I'm aware of you know discussions that I've had with 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 sort of folk who are involved. UEFA are actually very very keen on the way that we play the game and the way we referee it and the way we analyse it and so on. Um, so it's actually yeah, it's actually you know we are unique in that sense, or we certainly were. I don't know if it's changed. Um, but I don't, I don't understand how that affects if he's been banned in Holland for seven games for biting. Why why can the FA not take that into account when considering it's a second offence? Effectively, are they saying they don't recognise the competence of the Dutch FA to? No, because because it's the Dutch FA. It's it's nothing to do with them. If you if you start linking, you know. It's all, it's almost kind of going against that principle of, of natural justice. Well, he was he was guilty of this, you know, these other fifteen offences. But is he guilty of this one? Well, yeah, obviously the evidence suggests he was. But if you start going down the yeah, road, but, but with, I thought with sentencing, okay, you have a case and he's admitted his guilt. Yeah, his guilt has been decided, so he is guilty of this offence. On, on just the evidence of that day alone and what, what he's admitted to and, and what the, the video evidence shows. That's fine. And then you come to the, in inverted commas, sentencing. Well, then, surely, as you would in other justice systems, you take into account previous effect. He's a serial biter, you know, and surely that has to come into play, I would have thought. Um Listen, I, 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 I will revisit this because I, I will ask the man in question as to why they don't, but the premise is that they do not take into account previous offences under... It's enough to make you howl at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. We will... Um, well, I suppose we, we should actually move on to sort of current events. I mean, we've, we've done... Well, Basel... Um, a, a sort of well, a sort of a shit game, if the truth be told. Mm. Um, it really wasn't pub, pub football. Yeah, just just talk was... about the, just just talk about the penalty because that was the only thing worth talking about in the whole game, apart from the fact that we we're winning three one and you know have have thoughts of Amsterdam. Check one by no means. I, yeah. I did want to go to that game actually. I thought we won three one. I couldn't get a hotel room. Couldn't you? I oh, know that's true. They they weren't it was really uh, frustrating. And um, there was there was it was actually there was some sort of watching clock fair was, on in Basel. I searched about hundred yes. hotels and they were all sold out. And I just assumed all the Chelsea fans had got straight onto it um, after we got through the previous round and had booked up all the hotels. Um, but then they showed this clip on Chelsea TV that the Chelsea team was stuck in this chalet halfway up a mountain, fifty miles away from the ground. Because <laughs> even they couldn't get a room. And I thought, well, if they can't get a room, it was a watch and jewelry fair. And I did track yes. this fair down. And there were the, the fair had actually hired this boat that they were um, using for accommodation. So I did try and book the boat, but you had to sign up for the full eight days of the fair. So I thought I can't really be. Bothered. There's only so much watching jewellery. Yeah, I mean say. it wasn't worth eight days worth of um, accommodation, like eight hundred quid, just to try and get one room. So I gave up in the end. A bit disappointing. Sorry, Judd, you're right. Of course it was 2-1. I don't know what I was thinking. No, 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 indeed. It's, um, but that penalty, I just... It was one of the most the baffling decisions I've ever seen. Allied, allied to the one in, in Russia, um, in Moscow, that, that's too... I'm not talking conspiracy or anything here, but that is two ridiculous penalty decisions in two, two games in Europe. I, I haven't a clue what's going on, but... I, 
just the guy who just went over in a challenge, in a perfectly fair challenge. There was no, they didn't appeal for anything. They were as flummoxed as we were when he blew the whistle. How the hell does anyone give a penalty for that? It is just astonishing. It was a ridiculous decision. Like you said, no, no, no one even put their hand up for it or anything. It was, um, that was bizarre beyond belief. A bit, it's, it's like biting. If, if they're going to allow biting in football, <laughs> and you're going to have that sort of thing as well, you, you don't know where you are with the game, do you? Because you, you can sit and watch 90 minutes of football and think I'm watching a game of football. And then some fella loses his footing or, or stretches for a ball in a penalty area, and they give a penalty. Astonishing. And as I say, I, I don't mean to don the foil hat and start looking for... <laughs> For, for gunpowder residue on the grassy knoll. But I I watch an awful lot of football on TV now because I don't get to go as regularly as I used to. And one thing that I've noticed is we're starting to get into horse racing territory with football. Horse racing is not a sport. Horse racing exists for gambling purposes. Yeah, it, It's like you're putting the cart before the horse, as it were. Mm. You know, horse racing wouldn't exist as a sport if there wasn't betting on it. Yeah? Football has always existed as a sport without betting. In the days where people, you know, you might have done the pools, even before the pools, you know, people will go out and play football just for the sheer hell of playing football. Whereas horse racing, unless there's loads of bookies and loads of money involved, no one's going to bother. They go hunting or whatever they do. Watching TV in this country now and going on the internet to, to read f- football websites and everything, we're basically getting to a stage where the whole thing is surrounded by this betting. And it's not betting on the result of the game, it's the in-play thing. You know, as one of our finest thespians appears at half-time on the screen and encourages you to... It's the in-play that matters. Now, I'm not accusing this bloke in Basel of anything, but the more incidents you get like that, where for no describable reason a penalty gets given, you start thinking about, you know, you can't fix the result of the game. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You can't believe you can't. You can't. Don't go out on the moors. Just get the it on. Well, I've got some sort of dystopian vision of of uh, mind control from sort of like an episode of Doctor Who or something, where the referee's <laughs> halfway through the game and he hears the words "bet in play <laughs> now." <laughs> Boom! <laughs> <Penalty. laughs> well, you know the more ludicrous situations that occur. You know, a player just goes up and bites a player. Who's to know that some betting syndicate, you know, in, in some small republic that's hanging off the arsehole of the ex-Soviet Union <laughs> hasn't just put bet the house on someone being bitten in a game of football? Because the in-play thing, you know... In-play! <laughs> yeah. And I, 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 I just, just, it, it's just made me think, watching those two too. games, that, you know, yeah. you're going down this road of... Whereas previously you just thought the referee's an idiot, now you start to think, why has he done that? If you know? someone from an island on the arsehole of Russia offers you a cup of tea, Donald, I'd be very careful about it, mate. If I, yeah. <laughs> Getting there with your polonium. Polonium is there, yes. Uh, it's true, though, isn't it? You know, you just... Oh, yeah. It, it, now you say it, I just think to myself, hmm. You know, football, maybe not worldwide, but certainly in, in the UK, 
is it's opened the doors. It, it's welcoming all this gambling, 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 gambling. I, I you know, I, I don't myself bet. Uh, people can bet all they like. I don't really care. But when a game, a sport starts to, you know, the 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 edges between where the sport finishes and the gambling starts start to, you know, grey out a bit, as I think is happening at the moment. You know, you start to worry. You've seen it with cricket and so on. And and it's not about, oh, yeah, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't fix the result of a football game. It's not about that, is it? It's about the first throw in the last corner, you know, mm. who gets bit on the arm. Indeed. <laughs> Um, so we are we're 2-1 up um, we would hope beyond hope that we should be able to sort of close things out on um, Thursday night at the bridge um, I, I can't say that I saw a huge amount in Basel that bothered me particularly they had a couple of reasonable players but I think they played a lot better against Tottenham from what I know of my Spurs watching Brethren. Uh, yeah no I, I, I would agree I think and they did more better than Tottenham well, they got, maybe Tottenham made them look good. Yes, could be that. They did True. get United out of Europe last year, so you know they've got. I wouldn't maybe United. Them United made them look good. Well, if That's if we're talking about teams who are capable of making shit look good, <laughs> step forward, one CFC. No, because on our day we can make any old pub team look half decent if we fancy it. Um. So yeah, we we would hope we were. Uh, anyone going on Thursday? Yeah, um, I, I will. I'll hopefully going. I'm not definite yet, but I, I'm hoping sure. to. Probably be in the Pelican just around the corner for a, a swift one beforehand. If either of you are interested, do. I'll try and get there this time, JD. I was going to say, ultimately on on Sunday. You t- you didn't do terribly. It was it was a good gathering as well. With we numerous people there, and, and you know you'd have been introduced as a as a podcaster and and, and received it's beyond your well, you know. Really? Would I have received cash? Probably not. I would have so, so it's not really worth bothering with. Um, Are you going to come to Amsterdam if we get through? Um, I suspect I will not be there for the simple reason that I am broke beyond broke at the moment. Um, so I will I will probably be up at the bridge and um, in a pub nearby. This is a familiar tale for me as well, unfortunately. All my money I've, I've, towards season ticket. Uh, Yes, uh, can come at the worst time of the year, really. I didn't think you were re- you were renewing your season ticket, Tony. Uh, I, I do you know. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Ah, <laughs> Let him play now. Let him play. <laughs> yeah. Will Tony renew? Yeah. Of course he fucking will. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I, you know, I, I, the idea because I missed Mourinho's first season. I didn't have a season ticket that year. Right, because I was uh, on Moors most of you, and, um, but I, I, I didn't. And, and and the worst thing that happened in that season to me um, was that Mourinho's first season we won the Premiership, and a Did mate we? of mine, a mate, and I use the word very loosely, a mate of mine at work, a fucking Arsenal fan, got the opportunity to go to the last game of the season at the Bridge where the trophy was handed over and everything like that. And he texted me all the way through because I couldn't get to it, and he went instead of me. I don't intend to have that happen again. So I shall, um, you know, nothing certain in this life, but I will be renewing if 
possible. If I'd known about that, if I'd known that, I would never have voted for you to be the recipient of the Royal Order of the Shed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, uh, and to be honest with you, at, um, in, a, in a very drunken moment on Saturday night, uh, my mate Chelsea Bob said to me, um, uh, and he, he can be a bit Ray Winston, oh, I'll lend you the fucking money. And you can pay me back later in the year, so you know, uh, yeah. fair play. Or I'll break you your know. legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes, I don't want to be missing out on that. I could. I, that that would be too much to stomach. Is if if he is as um, a lot of bookies appear to be indicating coming back. Hmm. That's for another day. Yeah, time evening on that, couldn't we? Quite, right. quite. Um, so where have we got to? The, that was Basel, which was relatively uneventful, and um, bar the penalty. Um, obviously, you know, Lewis des- deserves plaudits for his free kick because it, it came up just at the right time. And um, he's got everything that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> <Almost. laughs> my, uh, my my son, as I've said before, is a goalkeeper. Um, admittedly, he's only nine, but if he'd let in. That free kick on you'd Sunday. Have, you'd have had words. He would have been walking home behind the car. As <laughs> a shocking mistake by the keeper. But anyway, he, he didn't do well. You take everything you, you take everything you can, don't you? Duly noted. Um, so we um, we we got to um, we got to Swansea yesterday, which was um, it wasn't a thrilling game. I thought I thought it was it was competent. We were we were. Brilliant! I thought Cahill and Terry did quite well. It was nice to see Ashley Cole back at the bridge. Um, I thought Hazard and Matter, who are you know, we should touch briefly on the fact that Hazard and Matter were, um, or oh, sorry, Eden Hazard and Matter were hey. our um, our PFA team nominees of the year. Um, both did very well. Um, Denver Bar, I, I am strongly of the opinion that he, frankly, really isn't a very good footballer at all. He, you know, he crops up with the the occasional decent goal, but yesterday he could not. He couldn't trap a bag of bloody cement. He was awful. Um, I'm going to take issue with you there, John. Carry on. I'm going to step up to the plate. Now remember, no biting, no gouging. <laughs> Um, so, so my chorus of "Let's go fucking dental, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done! Applause for that. Actually, excellent. It's taken an hour and forty minutes, but we've had our first <laughs> dental joke. Um, I know, I know where you're. I, I know where you're coming from, as they say. There was a, a guy behind me was whinging uncontrollably about bar for most of the game. He was in general. Obviously, you're making a, a, a cogent and salient, well put point. But um, <laughs> albeit with a bit of bad language, but um, yes, but um, yes, yes, and no to the bar thing because he actually he got at least two, possibly three, maybe even four shots on target. He forced the goalkeeper into a save on more than one occasion. Which, from my watching of Chelsea this season, is fairly unusual. It's a rarity, yeah, fair enough. Yeah? Within the, you know, somewhere around the 18-yard box, if he got a shot in, it actually hit the target. Now, you could argue that he should have put it, you know, above the keeper, but whatever. There were plenty of occasions where he didn't control the ball. But I think Chico Flores is a bloody good defender. I was watching him yesterday. He is. But he is. He's streets ahead of Williams. He is, you know, he is very good. 
uh, I think he's a bit like Michu and one or two of the others that Loudrup has got there. He's he's underrated. He could be doing a job in in a a more expensive team, I think. And um, yeah, okay. he handled Bar very well, I thought. And and Bar, you know, it was a frustrating afternoon for him, but he kept going. And some of his link-up play and stuff, he offered things that Torres has only you know, intermittently offered during the season, in my opinion. But that's, that's you know, mm. I fully expect a <clears throat> squadron of Messerschmitts to... <laughs> Shoot your argument down. No, I should I be just, going down in flames and bailing out into the channel fairly I, quickly. I don't, I don't often dig out individual players for, for, for just being poor, but they were just time and time and again... If you're if you're playing that that one up front, you know he a lot of the time he has his back to goal and looking for the link up. I just he just couldn't control the ball and it, it, it was coming at him. For, you know, you would think a, a reasonably simple thing: a striker playing with your back to goal. It, it should be a fairly basic thing, and it just it just. I think he, I think he's suffering from what a lot of the players there. Uh, the, the, the constant rotation, you know, there, there's a, a core of players who play most of the games and he's in and out. And I, I think he's just one of those players who, who needs the games. I, I just Possibly, I did, you know, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt to that degree, but a lot of the stuff that I was, I was picking up on was just, just basic stuff. And, and, you know, numerous people around me were kind of, Jesus Christ, you know, there's the ball bounced off him at a slightly awkward angle yet again was kind of oh, Jesus Christ you know he's a bit awkward but actually I didn't think he was too terrible yesterday but no. uh, I mean the, the truth is we've got an interim manager and we've got an interim centre forward I mean he is not long term is he no, no, no yeah exactly as soon as we can afford and find someone better who's willing to come to us he's going to go we're going to have him yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um, he's got a good touch for a big man <laughs> sorry I'm sorry <laughs> that's what they said about Jimmy Savile and uh, <laughs> oh, hey. too soon <laughs> Badoom. No, never never um, so that, that, sort of, that sort of brings up to date which um, frankly we've done it in under two hours which is surprising for us fantastic uh, uh, an update done. on Aston Villa actually won 6-1 in the end they did um, and, and just a, an interesting stat um, with Newcastle losing six nil yesterday, and yes. Villa winning six one today, the the goal difference. I think Villa had a sort of an eleven eleven goal positive goal difference over Wigan, um, which has gone, just disappeared in, in forty eight hours. Well, twenty four hours almost. Um, so that um, that potentially make things um, makes things quite interesting. But um, we shall see. We shall see. Yes. Um, anyone else have anything to um, lob into the um, into the mix? Um, I think you should all go and visit www.readersheds.co.uk and uh, vote for this shed as uh, shed of the year. I mean, I, obviously, our more august um, fellows down at the likes of Chelsea Fancast go for proper podcast of the year type awards, but I think we'll we should, we should. We'll, we'll swerve those and just go for a, a simple shed of the year. I think. 
Right, that's a, that's a, a very good point. Very good point. So, um, yes. So, coming up, we uh, obviously have Basel at the Bridge on Thursday night, um, where, well, frankly, anything but a disastrous loss will see us through. Um, and we'll take us for, to, for a little trip to Amsterdam, which will be lovely. Um, Manchester, United. Manchester United Sunday with um, good old Howard Webb. Oh, it's Howard Webb. Oh, marvellous. <laughs> marvellous. Really? Yeah, so he, it is. Oh, yes, he was a big... Plattenberg and Webb in the same... Yes, so he was, he was, anno- he was anointed today. <laughs> oh, dear. Dear, oh, dear. Um, so, <laughs> I, I know, you, you couldn't make it up. Well, it, it's, 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 it's a big week because, yeah, Thursday, Basel, potentially a final at stake on that. Yeah. Well, potentially, you know, there is a final at stake on that. Um, you know, Sorry, I'm just playing the tulip phones. Thank you. <laughs> I think we ought to play out on that, though. Yeah. Happy well, not till we get there. We, it's like okay, a, yeah, that's yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. premature. <laughs> yes, sorry. Right. We don't want premature. Just stuff. a little taster for you there of what we could all be singing in the next. Um, and then Spurs a week on Wednesday, which is is, is probably the big one, um, mm. depending on how how results go. Um, so yeah, we're currently just just as a brief recap, we played thirty four games, sixty five points. Arsenal are a point behind, having played a game more. Spurs are three points behind us, having played the same number of games so yeah that's that's the key one um, br- a brief prediction who's who's going to go down actually obviously QPR and Reading are already gone um, it's looking very much like well it's sort of Sunderland Villa Newcastle Wigan fighting out Wigan look probably the most likely but if they can win their game in hand it's all back on predictions Newcastle Wigan interesting um, I, I just say Newcastle because I think they 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 punched way above their weight last year and um, well they're in free fall, aren't they? Really, it, it's all absolutely wrong. I think that that goal difference. They, they do fulfil the footballing cliche of there's one team that always free falls into the relegation zone late on. Yeah, and they, you know, whereas Villa, Wigan, QPR, and Reading have been down there all season. Sunderland or Newcastle do represent the. You know the bloke whose parachute failed to open and um, <laughs> plummeted. Yeah. yeah. After after signing an eight-year contract as well. That's that's a, that's a that's a tidy old payoff when it comes it up, is, isn't it? it? Indeed. Yeah, but he's not um, going to get eight years. No. Yeah. There'll be um, something in the contract. We could get Colaccini off him. Yeah, wouldn't argue with that. Two hairstyles. Look at that. Look at those yeah, yeah. centre-back partnership. Louise and you know that would be oh hairdresser's fantasy like um, a, some sort of so, prog rock reunion what the hoople are doing a reunion <laughs> concert for anyone who's interested <laughs> oh, I might have a lump <laughs> um, my only, I'm more worried about the Tottenham game than I am the United game oddly enough um, yeah no, I mean that's, that's there's, the something, there's something Fated about the Tottenham game with AVB and everything. Whereas United, assuming... we, we might be lucky and catch United, um, you know, in their speedos um, and the piss, suntan yeah. oil on. Yeah, um, yeah, because they can't so get the record now, can they? Well, but uh, I mean, yeah, for the first half an hour. Yeah, for <laughs> this are all coming out tonight. Well, blimey, they're all coming out tonight. Um, but I think with the That's um, true, actually, <laughs> it's slightly worrying this one. Um, but if but you're I going out think... tonight, don't go out. Yeah. 
I watched them for the first half. I watched the whole game yesterday, but for the first half an hour, they looked more hungover than I did. So, um, which is about we might be lucky, and we've had the match of them. You know, every single game we've played against them this season. You know, yeah, yeah, so, so just the one we, we absolutely have to, have to win. We'll <laughs> fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But here's a question for the panel, uh, bearing in mind that I, of course, am a. Um, I was born and brought up in in South Tottenham. Who would you rather see if we get third place or fourth place? Who would you rather see get the other berth, as it were? There's a question. Well, actually Spurs, because they always fuck it up anyway. (laughs) It doesn't really matter. Hmm. I'll go with with Johnny on that one, because I think just to see that smug smile wiped off of Wenger's face and yet another season with another gap in their trophy bloody thing that they got around their stadium you know that, that would be fantastic um, and, and, and right. I'd like to, uh, also to see how Arsene actually comes out and calls it a successful season I mean I know I'm tempting fate here because we could end up there but yeah. and I predicted that earlier on no, I was, I was just wondering who would you rather see if we if we did make it into the lifeboat Indeed. Now, gentlemen, we have rambled on for quite long enough, and the listener will be, frankly, asleep on the train by indeed by the time it's posted. Um, on that note, I think we should finish. Yes. Thank you. And um, we will um, we will convene next time when hopefully we might even be going to Amsterdam and um, and possibly be talking about the Champions League next season. Um, yeah, let's indeed. do the next one from a coffee shop in Amsterdam. Special coffee shop, yes. Well, if if, if I could go, uh, and I'm not completely ruling it out, of course, um, I have now perfected the art of Dutch. So um, it was quite simple. I bought a book and it said just say all show at the end of every sentence. (laughs) I think we should do the next pod. If we do make it, we should do the next podcast in our cod. Steve McLaren. Right. Steve McLaren. Yes. Okay. Good night, everyone. Good night.